This is the Todd Vino Show on News 95.7. Time now for Mortgage 101, your guide to home ownership. Brought to you by Clinton Wilkins Mortgage Team. All right, you heard it. It's time to take some questions from you. We want to hear from you. 902-405-6000 or 877-801-8255. Again, Clinton Wilkins on the line, ready to take your calls. Clinton, what are some of the fundamental questions that you hear regularly when you meet with clients and, and, and perhaps misnomers? Well, I think the, you know, the first thing that we always talk about and I always get asked questions about are really three key factors and that's income, that's assets, and that's credit. And really putting together any mortgage application, those are the three things that we look at. And obviously the prime customers are in good shape in all three of those categories. But there's solutions out there for everyone. And even when we talk about today about these changes to CMHC, if you can't qualify to get an insured mortgage, which means a mortgage with a purchase of less than 20%, there's options out there for everyone. Maybe you need more than 20% down, but there's certainly solutions, and it's just we're putting together the right solution for everyone. And I think with all these changes that are happening, and I think even through COVID, mortgage brokers are even more important now than they ever have been, because a lot of the bank branches were closed or had reduced hours, and now with these changes to CMHC, some of the bank lenders, that's their primary insurer. But we need to remember that there's still two other insurers in Canada. There's two private insurers, Genworth and Can Guarantee, and they're not following suit with CMHC. So there certainly are options out there for Canadians. The challenge is that CMHC insured the bulk of uh, purchases that were done in more rural Nova Scotia. So if you're buying a home outside of HRM, yeah. it could become more difficult now. Okay, again, 902-405-6000, that's the way to reach us, or 877-801-8255. Brian, you've reached out to us. What's your question for Clinton? Go ahead. G'day, Clinton. G'day, sir. Um, sure. We were a first-time home buyer a number of years ago, and we opted sure. to uh, take a hiatus um, and buy some land, which we couldn't mortgage, so we dumped our equity into the land as our forever property. And now we're hoping to um, come back to the first time home buyers when our five year hiatus comes up. And looking at the rules, it's unclear to me whether or not the property, the vacant land would actually disqualify me or if I can uh, leverage that system twice. Does I that make sense? Certainly, yeah, it definitely makes sense. Uh, it's a, gr- it's a great question. We do construction mortgages every day. So typically what that means is it's draw financing. And you can finance that project up to 95% of the value. So it doesn't matter if you're a first-time home buyer or not. If it's going to be your principal residence, we can finance it up to 95%. And the equity that you have in that land can be used towards the down payment. So the, the way that we look at it is we use the value of the land, plus the cost of your construction, and we can finance 95% of that project. But as a first-time home buyer, um, if you can qualify under that program, there's a couple incentives that you can take advantage of. So you can take advantage of the home buyer's plan, which is the RRSP program, and you and your spouse, if there's two people on the application, can each take up to 35000 out of your RRSP tax-free, which would certainly help with construction. And... Uh, you can also qualify for the first-time home buyer's incentive, which was announced in late 2019, which is continuous, which is still running. And for new construction, 
the government will up the ante and uh, increase the down payment by uh, 10%. So they would they could would take a 10% interest in your home, which would be payment free, and uh, that loan either needs to pay back in 25 years if you ever sold the property or if you ever decided that that property was going to become a rental. So I think all kinds of interesting points there. And um, certainly there's lots of resources online in terms of determining if you're a first-time home buyer or not. Um, and typically if, it, if you haven't owned a home for five uh, tax seasons, then you're good to go. So lots of exciting stuff and, there. And, and, and Brian, any follow-up questions for Clinton or are you, what are your thoughts? Or just, you? just to be, just to be clear, I am, I am able to turn our RSPs because the down payment and those CMHC rules, which I think it was what an 11% increase now and in, in down payment is what it results in is what's concerning me. So turning the RSPs around um, is the biggest issue. Well, the minimum down payment has not changed. So you can still qualify for a 5% down payment up to a maximum value of 500000 Anything from 500000 up to 999000 uh, you need 10% down for that chunk. Um, so with the rule changes, um, there's no change to the actual minimum down payment. The three changes that they announced for the 1st of July were really a better credit score. So the credit score needs to be above 680. They are uh, needing you to have more affordability in your ratio. So instead of having extended ratios, if you have great credit, they still need, everybody will qualify at the same debt servicing ratio. And you can't borrow the down payments. What that means is you can't borrow the down payment from a cashback mortgage and you can't borrow the down payment from like your line of credit or a credit card or a loan. But in terms of a minimum down payment, still 5%, and you can still certainly take it out of your RRSP. And in your case, you can use the value of the land towards that 5% minimum down payment. Perfect. I appreciate it. Thanks for the call, Brian. We really appreciate it. Take care. Good luck. 902-405-6000 or 877-801-8255. Ken, you've got a question for Clinton. Go ahead. Yes, Clinton. My my, my mortgage came up, and... um, I had to renew, and uh, they, I, I, I went for a variable, and okay. it was for six months from July 6th to January the 6th, and mm-hmm. the rate was 5.25. Uh, right. Later on, um, they told me if I'd locked it in for three years, it would have been 2.7. I talked mm-hmm. to my accountant, and my accountant said, go with the variable and wait until January the 6th next year. What do you think? Well, the type of product that you renewed into was a six-month open is what we consider it. So you can renew it now at any time, and there's no penalty. You know, I'm a big believer in the variable rate product. About 60% of my clients are in a variable, and today the bank prime for the majority of lenders is 2.45. And a good variable rate today for new clients that are purchasing and a lot of clients who are renewing, so in your case, it's going to be somewhere around 2%, you know, 1.99 to 205, 210, which is a really great rate. But Clinton, they told really, me 5.25. I'm surprised. That's because, because this is, an, oh, that's because you're in an open term. So open terms are always more expensive because you can break the mortgage with no penalty. Okay. So if you're planning on keeping the property, you're planning yes. on keeping the property, it makes sense to renew it into a closed term and the closed term you will have um, obviously a lower rate but uh, you can also um, if you work to break the mortgage you can get out with as little as three months interest 
So if you think for three years at 2.7, whatever it was, in January comes, I should do that, lock it in for three no, years? I think maybe? you should. If you're keeping the property, you should do it now. There's no reason for you to be in an open term um, unless okay. you're planning on selling the property. If you're planning oh. on selling the property or if you're planning on refinancing, stay in the open and then figure out what you want to do. But if you are keeping this property and you don't plan on accessing any equity, it makes sense for you to renew it into a closed. But my advice today may not be to take a variable. And this is a lot of the questions that were coming up. And you're in a very interesting spot. The fixed rates are at an all-time low. The challenge is the Bank of Canada is going to eventually increase the prime rate. They're going to have to if inflation rises. So you're going to see that variable rate likely become more expensive over the next three years or five years. So if you're planning on keeping the property, a lot of people who are renewing today or buying a property today are taking a fixed rate. So I think that this may be like a off the um, radio conversation, but I think you should seek some advice if you're keeping the property for the long run on what the best solution is. Yeah, I'm, I'm planning to die in this in this house. So yes, okay. okay so a billion that might be, the, might be the might be the right solution. So certainly, circle back. You know, uh, with an unbiased mortgage professional, I would check a couple of lenders because uh, what what's going to happen is your bank's going to give you one product, and typically lenders are like the cell phone companies. They give new customers better rates than they give existing customers. And while you're in the open, you're basically a free agent. You can go anywhere. So call an unbiased mortgage professional like us, and we can certainly give you a quote of what we think the best way is to move forward, um, and then uh, you can decide what you want to do. Fantastic. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Ken. All we right. appreciate the call. 902-405-6000 is the way to reach us, or 877-801-8255. Again, 902-405-6000 or 877-801-8255. But, Clinton, that's an example right there of how you would have a conversation with a client with all types of variables coming into play and why somebody with your level of expertise is going to just pay off, right? Exactly. And not every product is the same, Todd. That's the biggest thing. And not every customer is the same. And that's why I think mortgage lending is so interesting. But for me, I would never allow a client to go into an open term unless they were planning on breaking that mortgage. So, you know, it really comes down to the advice and what is the strategy over, you know, the, the long run. If you're planning on keeping the property for more than seven months, it always makes sense to go into a closed term. It's always cheaper. Okay, I'm going to keep, I'm going to put you on hold. We get you to the bottom of the hour. You're going to stick around, right, Clinton? 100%. Okay. Just call with any questions, guys. You got it. Hang right there. 902-405-6000. That's the way to reach us for your mortgage-related questions. You just heard Clinton in 10 minutes help a couple of people in a big-time way. And you could save yourself literally thousands of dollars by calling this guy and asking him a question right now. 902-405-6000 or 877-801-8255. Again, 902-405-6000, 877-801-8255. We'll continue with Mortgage 101 when we come back. Mortgage 101 with Clinton Wilkins continues. The way to reach us is 902-405-6000 or 877-801-8255. Clinton, having a good time so far? Oh, yeah, great time. You know, I think there's no it's, – it's an exciting time for real estate in Halifax and Atlantic Canada and even in the mortgage industry. Every time there's a set of rule changes that come down, everyone thinks, you know, the sky's falling. But I think that it's just so important to seek that unbiased advice 
especially in these times, because there's just so many intricacies of mortgage lending. And, you know, the more complex it gets, the more important mortgage brokers are. So, Right. Okay, let's go, back, uh, to the, let's go back to the phones. Heather, good morning. Thanks for calling. What's your question for Clinton? I'd like to know if you pay interest only on a mortgage, what happens? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a great, great question. So majority of mortgages in Canada are made up of a principal and interest component. There are some mortgage products that are interest only. Um, but likely in uh, the case you're referring to, you're talking about a home equity line of credit or a component that's like that. If you mm-hmm. only pay the interest, um, you're not paying down any principal. And I think it's kind of a little bit of a forever plan. And depending on your situation, that can make sense. Um, but there are products that are out there. You know, there's certainly a lot of home equity line of credit plans or, or you know, a total equity plan that's made up of a mortgage and a line of credit. It's not right for everyone. You know, Canadians are not the best savers out there. And, you know, we're not great at paying down our revolving debt unless we're forced to do it. And that's why I really believe in an amortized mortgage. It forces you to pay down the debt. And typically, the rate on an amortized mortgage is a lot lower than an interest-only product. So oftentimes, if you get an amortized mortgage, even on a 25 or a 30-year amortization, that payment is not very much more expensive than an interest-only. And a lot more of your payment, obviously, is going to go to principal, where if you're paying interest-only, you're not paying down any principal at all unless you make a lump sum payment. Hopefully that helps. Okay. Does that answer your question, Heather? Yes, it does. Thank you very much. Okay, take care. 902-405-6000 or 877-801-8255. We've got some time to the bottom of the hour. want to hear from you. Need some questions from you. 902-405-6000 or 877-801-8255. Clinton, just to reiterate, we hear a lot about that, or to revisit, I should say, we hear a lot about variable, and you're a big proponent of it. Obviously, it's not always the case, but for those who didn't hear that, why did you, why are, I think it was 60% of your clients, you said, why are 60% of your clients into a variable mortgage? Well, I think historically, people do better on a variable rate. Even if we look over the last 25 and 30 years, people do better on a variable. We are in a unique time right now that the prime rate is very, very low. So if you got a mortgage before everything that happened with COVID, Mm -hmm. you have a mortgage probably somewhere below 2%, which is amazing. Basically, we're at a race to zero. The one caveat I will say is after everything that happened with COVID, the rates really spiked. So the fixed rates went up and the, the discounts on the variable went down. So basically, the cost of money became more expensive because there was a lot of uncertainty with the banks and the liquidity started drying up. So it became more expensive for the banks to lend money. That being said, the fixed rates have now started to go down because of the bond market. The discounts have not yet really come back on the variable. So even though today I can give a new consumer that's buying a home and putting down less than 20%, a variable rate at 1.99, that's not as good as someone who got a mortgage six months ago or a year ago because those people have a mortgage somewhere around 1.5%. So everybody's situation is different, and every time is different. So what's good today doesn't mean what's going to be good tomorrow, but historically people do better on a variable. And I can tell you, I get calls every day 
from our consumers who, you know, bought a home late last year, year before, and really over the last five years, if they're in a variable rate today, Mm -hmm. I'm their best friend because they have, their rates are so, so low and they've either increased, um, paying down their mortgage to basically decrease the amortization, paying more on the principal, or they're seeing a great reduction in their monthly payments because the majority of lenders, when you're in a variable, if prime goes down, your payment's going right. to go down. We're going to go back to the, the phone. Other, uh, yeah, sorry to interrupt you, but I want to get our calls in, Clinton, if we can. Uh, Linda, go ahead with your question. Yes. Uh, when you're doing a mortgage through a broker, they recommend you have a lawyer. When you're doing a mortgage through a bank, they uh, have underwrites. Why do you need a lawyer? So we actually have all access to the same products. So... Um, what you're referring to is if you do a renewal or if you do a refinance, you're able to use an intermediary to register the documents. So first Canadian title or F&F, um, the, le- the lenders all have access to registering the mortgage using these intermediaries so you don't need a lawyer. But essentially they do the exact same thing. I can tell you ourselves, Linda, we use FCT every single day to register mortgages. So brokers do have access to the exact same program that banks do, but sometimes brokers are really in a relationship business with lawyers and they use lawyers for refis um, when they could use the same program the banks use. I think it's just a preference and sometimes it's easier and it's faster to use a lawyer than using maybe FCT or FNF, but it's not everyone's you know um, best interest. For example, right now we have a promo uh, for anybody who's doing a refinance that we're going to cover those FCT fees and we're going to be able to reimburse an appraisal. So this is on a refinance. Um, and it's just not every broker has access to the same lenders and it's typically more a comfort level because every purchase requires a lawyer. So obviously mortgage brokers have relationships with all kinds of real estate lawyers all over Halifax and all over Atlantic Canada. And it's just a comfort level to use a lawyer. And sometimes it's easier to use the lawyer if it's a complex transaction. And if the deed needs to be changed, you have to go to the lawyer anyway. Or if you really need a transaction done quickly, the lawyers typically are able to turn it around faster than um, some of these title insurers. So hopefully that answers your question. Yes, it does. Thank you Thanks very much. Thanks for the call, Linda. We appreciate it very much. 902-405-6000 is the way to reach us. Rick, you've got a question. Go ahead with your question, my friend. Yeah, look, uh, if, you, if you have two buildings and you approach a mortgage lender, you're know, likely to get uh, um, a better rate if you give that uh, lender both buildings. And I'm going to hang up and listen. Okay, thanks for the yeah, call. Sure, no Take problem. care. Go ahead, uh, Clinton. Address that, please. If it's a residential mortgage, so if it's a residential rental, for example, so mm-hmm. under four units, it really doesn't matter if you give them one or if you give them both. There's no economies to you know, borrowing more money. Of course, uh, you know, me as a mortgage broker, I want to do as much business as possible. And I'd love to uh, take the both properties to one lender. It's easier for me because I can just replicate the documents. Um, but if it's a commercial mortgage, that's a completely different situation. And that would kind of be on a case by case basis. And uh, that's more of a offside conversation. But right. if it's a residential mortgage, no benefit of bringing both to one lender. Um, it really doesn't make a difference. All right, Clinton. So obviously you're more than a wealth of knowledge and, and, uh, how do people get a hold of you if they want to have a consultation with you 
uh, just to sit down, a meeting, whatever it might be? How do people reach out to you and your team? And we're seeing clients back in the office. This week was the actually nice. uh, the first week that we had, we were seeing clients in the office. After Excellent. talking on the phone all day, every day for the last three or four months, it's nice to have some face-to-face sure. meetings. Um, you can visit us online. That's a great place to start. There's lots of resources. We have lots of blog posts. We have rates posted. We actually have an online application as well. Visit us at teamclinton.ca slash radio. Lots of great resources. Check us out. And, you know, now I just want to reiterate, now is the best time to use a mortgage broker, especially with these changes that CMHC has done. Seeking the uh, the unbiased advice, I think, is even more important. And mortgage brokers are really here to help. You know, we're biggest advocate for our our clients. And I really believe that um, we, we lend our clients to the lender and we really stay involved over the term and especially be able to help at renewal. Always great chats, Clinton. Always a wealth of knowledge. Thanks for doing this. We'll do it again in a month. Hopefully, maybe we might have you back in the studio by then with the Starbucks coffee, right? That'd be great. We'll see everyone in August and save up your questions and feel free to call in. We'd uh, love to answer them live on the air. Thanks, everyone. All right. Take care, my friend. Good stuff. Clinton Wilkins, get a hold of this guy. He's the best in the business and a good guy as well. I wouldn't lie to you, folks. I really, truly wouldn't. He's the guy.